0: You're listening to another episode of The Zag. i Here, excited to be joined by a Boston 2020 fellow. Jared is here. We'll catch up with him. He's got a couple different projects he's been working on, things he wants to chat about. Hope everyone is holding up in their respective cities these days as all sorts of interesting things are happening across the country. We hope The Zag can provide a little bit of comfort for you next 10, 12 minutes. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Yeah, Jared, what part of the country are you in right now?
1: Yeah, out in Long Beach, California.
0: And so, yeah, not too far from me out here in L.A. And you're actually a little bit closer to a place we've probably both been watching, which is Orange County, uh, which is having some adventures with masks. How would you uh, describe for folks that might not know what's going on down there?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been there's been obviously a, a lively debate. I think as many public health folks have, have rightly said. Uh, you know, my husband's actually in public health, uh, which is you know this has become politicized. Um, the issue of wearing masks. Uh, I know that the the head of the Orange County Public Health Department was, I believe, was sort of forced to resign and let go after a, a lot of uh, receiving a lot of negativity and threats uh, her way after she. Uh, required mask wearing throughout the county. Um, obviously now the governor's taking action require it statewide. Um, I think in reaction to that, but you know, it's been, it's been unfortunate. I think that, uh, LA County that I'm in has, has at least led the way. I'm kind of on the border, but, uh, hopefully the statewide order will, you know, push, push things in the right direction. in of cases, cases and hospitalizations and all that.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, I was curious cause you are doing so many different things when people ask you what you do for a living, how do you usually answer that question?
1: Yeah, it's a tough answer. I used to list out uh, all the things I do, but but nowadays I just talk about myself as an impact filmmaker, um, someone who uses story to, to make the world a little bit better and and lift up underrepresented voices. Uh the, Probably saw most of my background in you know social impact. Uh, I worked for President Obama and watched uh, nonprofits. Warren Buffett, on Peter on on access to justice and, and criminal justice reform. So I've done a lot of different advocacy work and impact work. But really, I found that storytelling is kind of my way to, particularly through through film, is my way to try to make the world a little bit better.
0: Yeah, and I'll ask you a little bit about the impact piece. But I'm curious, just with you being someone who works in the industry of film, what do you feel like the next six months or Going to be like as they try to sort out how to start production again for everybody
1: yeah it's something i'm actively engaged in right now as a as a writer director myself uh on the indie side and, and it's something that we, we we are in constant conversation with uh as we work with lots of impact-minded filmmakers around the world you know i think slowly but surely things are starting to open up i um, you know there's been a bunch of new guidelines coming out from sag-aftra from a bunch of the unions and leaders uh, you know, in the entertainment industry about what that looks like um, and how to operate safely in and, and the certain new normal of, of COVID-19. Um, so it looks like this year there will be, you know, things filming as soon as potentially the summer, early fall. I'm, I'm myself hoping to shoot a a TV pilot in the fall uh, in New York and LA. So, you know, I think it, it's going to happen. It's a question, of course, of making sure everyone's safe. Um, and that, that's first and foremost. Uh, what's interesting is it's affecting every production, you know, from Handmaid's Tale to, mm-hmm. uh, to you know, smaller productions like, like the ones I might do. Uh, so I think it's, it's you know, kind of, we are kind of all in this together, but I, one of the things I want to see come out of this moment is how can we make you know, shooting the shooting of film and production of film and everything in between more equitable and, and just for all types of creators.
0: And I bet you get asked this a lot, but when you describe what you're doing as impact filmmaking or impact entertainment, uh, you know how do you how are you defining impact? How are you measuring impact?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I was just part of a, a lively panel discussion at one of the film festivals about that exact mm-hmm. issue. It's it's a nascent field. It's a newer field. Uh, the, the field of impact filmmaking. And really, the, the way to look at it is, uh, you know, we, we as impact filmmakers and producers try to um, both measure the, the impact we're having, and also, uh, you know, there are some more qualitative ways in which, are, you know, it's a bit harder to measure that impact, but the way I think about it is, first of all, from the very beginning, from the, the you know writing the scripts, um, thinking about what stories you want to tell. Um, obviously, telling stories that you feel like you're in a position to tell, right? And as a, for me, as a, a white gay Jewish vegan guy, like there's only so many stories I can I can tell with authenticity. Uh, but but so that's important. Um, but I also think building the team in a way that's impactful. So for example, we just shot out a TV pilot called Harmony. Late last year, uh, which is now in the festival circuit, that had a black female, you know, lead in the in the sort of key role and, and having a key narrative arc in the pilot, and so it was really important for me to work with uh, with that actor and, and really give her agency and center her in that story. Um, so it's everything from the production, you know, pre-production process all the way through post and and the type of uh, you know festivals you're you're going to, the type of um, you know, charitable fundraising you're doing off of that project, if any, the you know, the type of support you're giving to other influencers in that in that space you're trying to impact or the issue you're trying to impact. So um there are ways of course to measure in terms of donations and, and action, um petition signings and other things, uh, which is what we try to do through our streaming platform called Movie Chrome. But there's also more qualitative ways of course in terms of raising awareness and so forth.
0: We come back, we'll talk with Jerry a little bit more about uh, this field and also what he's looking forward to in the future once we get production ramped back up again. Thanks for tuning in this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. <music> Jerry, did you always know you wanted to be in, in film and content creating this way or is this something you stumbled into?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a little bit of both. I uh, you know I come from a, particularly the son of a mother who uh, is a you know I think she, is a cinephile in every sense of the world, word, and so get a lot of my love of storytelling from her, um, particularly of, of older films and and uh, it's kind of classic Hollywood. Um, but I it started really my life in activism. I've been doing activism for, for as long as I can remember uh, initially around animal welfare and then inclusion work, which obviously is incredible, incredibly relevant to what's happening today, um, in high school and college and beyond. So, uh, so a little bit of both, I think really my activism led to my storytelling, uh, and feeling like there's a bit of a ceiling that, uh, that exists in, in terms of policymaking and politics. While well, I think, you know, even though folks of course should vote, should be engaged. I just like my best, the best place that I could have an impact, um, the place I could sort of stand on the, on, the, on that uh, arc of bending justice uh, you know, would be sure. in, in storytelling,
0: yeah. And I'm always curious when I talk to folks in the industry where they think platforms are gonna go. I think about even the beginning of the pandemic, right? In March with the launch of Quibi, which for people that don't know was supposed, or supposed to be, I guess still is, it still exists. Um, but you know, like really short content bite-sized things you most likely would watch on your phone on a mm-hmm. commute on a train somewhere. Uh, so, maybe not the best timing for Quibi, but uh, I was curious what your thoughts are as folks are sort of readjusting to what life is like uh, with COVID and, and hopefully post COVID soon enough, like w- how people will want to consume content and, and how that decision may or may not impact the kind of work you want to do.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's an ever-evolving question, and it's something, and Quibi's a great example, you know, had literally, I think, about a billion dollars behind behind right. them, and, and there were lots of uh, snags in, in the launch, and for the very reason you, you mentioned, things as simple as, you know, folks not being able to cast their their content uh, onto their TV, right? While they're, while they're at home and, in quarantine. That's something that could be just been, could seem to consider. So, um, we're considering it all the time at Movie Karma. I mean, you know, we launched a mobile and web, uh, app, a streaming platform focused on social impact, focused on my question of how do you get people engaged beyond just watching content, but actually taking action in real time uh to support a charity or a filmmaker. So so, you know, I think if it gets ever evolving, what we're seeing is that folks really do want that sense of community, whatever wherever they watch content. Um we are also seeing lots of interest actually in web-based platforms. It's sort of I think almost going backwards a little bit. Folks, you know, want to watch content in some cases on their laptop or on a larger device. Um and I think also again the idea of watching longer pieces on a you know on a smart TV uh, in a more what we call linear, you know, experience, uh, you know, sitting on your couch as opposed to uh, scrolling on your phone, uh, is something that I think people still crave, and and especially now when we can't get to a to a traditional theater. Um, that I think is is the way the industry might head. And lastly, I should say interactivity. You know, people want to engage with content. That's really what Movie Karma is all about. How do we get people to, to really experience, uh, you know, impact in a in a real time way?
0: And last thing you know, I was a 2010 fellow, you were 2012. So we've, it's both been a while since we've been in Institute. What do you remember about the experience and and how have you stayed engaged with NLC since
1: then? Yeah. I mean, I I remember a a lot of great things. I was in my last year of law school. I uh, had worked for president Obama in in 2008 and then all the way through the reelect and was about to go back to work in the reelection in North Carolina as as a voter protection director. So I was Engaged in activism throughout law school. I did NLC in my last year of law school, um, so it was really a meaningful experience for me. As you know, we had a pretty diverse class. We had lots of different um, types of folks in the in the in the program, which made it so much more enriching. And I've stayed in touch with several of the folks in my program, but more broadly, over the past like, eight or so years, it's been neat to see. The alumni network grow uh, even when i moved to actually to long beach from, from boston and via uh, new york and chicago just the the national network in every city i've lived in has, has kind of kept me going uh those progressive folks who are making an impact through the work they do
0: nice and for folks that are interested in the nlc program the applications are open for the 2021 experience information will be released soon about how and what that experience will look like as we still try to figure out how close or how far apart Will be from folks, but hopefully everyone can check that out at newleaderscouncil.org. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zag. Make sure to tune in to all past episodes. You can get those in all the places where you find your podcast SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to download and subscribe. Until next time, we'll catch you soon.